Welcome back to the Budcast. It is me, Alexa. Um, trying to think something witty to say, but I just can't right now, and that's okay. Uh, I feel bad because the last episode I talked about how um, I was going to try to get my family drunk and do a Budcast together, but we just didn't have any fucking time to do that. Uh, so I was in Michigan for 10 days. We went to the Upper Peninsula for the first five days, and then the last five days, I was spent with my Uncle Rodney and Cousin Crystal uh, knocking out the second season of Barefoot and Pregnant. That's right, everybody. I said the second season of Barefoot and Pregnant, which is very exciting. Another exciting thing is this week we will be dropping merch um, and I will be launching my website, alexastantoncomedy.com. And on there, you'll be able to find um, all of the Barefoot and Pregnant stuff, a bunch of merch for Barefoot, and we have merch coming out for the Budcast. Uh, If you are listening to this Budcast, you will, um, if you look down at your phone or listening device, computer, wherever you are listening to this at, if you look down, you'll see the logo for the Budcast. Really cute. Designed it myself. uh, So obviously, I think it's nice. But yeah, that little heart smoking a cigarette, I drew that when I was in college at art school. Uh, just to hang up in my locker. I, know I had a locker in college. That's how small of a school I went to. Anyway, yeah, so I drew that little heart smoking a cigarette, and who would have thought that that would be the branding for the Budcast? So you'll be able to buy shirts um, that say the Budcast on the front with a big old heart on the back. You'll also be able to purchase, I think, hats with that little uh, logo as well. Just the, um, yeah, so, you know, go there buy shit. Uh, I'll probably be dropping it this week, so be on the lookout for it, and I will post that on the Budcast Instagram and Facebook, so you'll be able to find it there as well. But yeah, so it's pretty exciting, pretty exciting stuff. Yeah, maybe we'll just uh, talk a little bit. You're going to learn a little bit about me today. How about them apples, huh? How you like that shit? Uh, so yeah, I, I do comedy now, but I haven't always done comedy. I started, um, I went to college in Michigan at Kendall College of Art and Design. Ooh, ooh, ooh. We were the Kendall Candles. That was our mascot. No, I'm just fucking kidding. Uh, That's just what I wanted our mascot to be, but I could never get that pushed through in admissions. That's all right, though. Um, So I went to Kendall. I went for photography and graphic design, which is why I can do um, pretty much all the shit that I'm doing with the sketch work with like Barefoot and Pregnant. All the illustrations are mine. All of the editing is mine. All the filming is mine. So, um, and then yeah, my cousin Crystal and Uncle Rodney are in it, uh, as well as my Aunt Linda and my cousin Charlie, which I found out some stuff about him that you'll be finding out in season two. So look out for that. Uh, But yeah, so I went to art school. I was a tour guide there. And it's funny for me to think about things of the sense of like, before I started doing comedy, I never really thought about doing comedy. I mean, I did a little bit just because some fucked up things would happen to me. And I guess how I would, what's it called? How 
I would no fuck. What's the fucking word called? How it process? There it is. The process. How I would process. Uh, I've honestly lost my fucking track already, and I haven't even. I haven't even done anything today. I haven't smoked at all. Well, it's not true. Anyhow, anyhow, uh, yeah. So, <laughs> so how I processed things, I think, has always been um, kind of as a comedian. How I process the fucked up things that happen to me, I talk about them in a funny light because that's kind of helps me to. That's not the fucking word. That helps me to overcome it that helps me to deal with it is deal with it the same as pro fuck me man the one thing i've learned after doing this podcast is that your girl is just a fucking idiot sometimes okay there i'll say it i'll say it i'm a fucking idiot sometimes again book smart not so much street smart i'm fucking there i can stay alive in the woods for at least a week i think you know if i were to go on a hike and disappear i think i'd be okay i'm gonna knock on wood right now because I don't want that to happen I'm just saying I think that I could handle it um that's what happens when you you know you grow up in Michigan and you know how to do a bunch of weird weird random shit out in nature so uh, yeah I went to anyway let's go back to the Michigan thing we went um on a little family vacation to the Upper Peninsula which was fucking awesome and beautiful and I'll throw some pictures up um on the episode this week on the Instagram at at underscore underscore the podcast no at the podcast underscore underscore fuck no wonder you guys can't find me i'm probably just telling you the wrong fucking at on instagram anyway um yeah we went to the upper peninsula we saw went to a bear ranch um that was really cool and i know what you're thinking because i was thinking the exact same thing when my parents told me we were going there i was like is this some fucking joe exotic shit where like why why are these bears in here are they breeding? What do you mean you can get a picture of the baby cub? Are they breeding them then? Is that what they're fucking doing? Because I'm not okay with that. And I don't want to take any part of that. And my dad's like, first of all, calm the fuck down. Uh, all of the bears there were saved in some way, shape, or form. So if there are baby cubs there, which there necessarily aren't always, um, it is because the mother was hit, killed, anything like that. Um, and the cubs were left probably to not be able to make it on their own. So they take the cubs and then they raise them. Um, same with a lot of the bears there and whatnot. Uh, let me see here. Oswald Bear Ranch. Uh, I'm trying to see some shit online now to give you another idea of how this fucking, how this works. Oh no. Okay. So look, check this out. It said, this is in the news, the Oswald Bear Ranch news. Um, they need our support, apparently, because they're being berangled by false violations by PETA. They, a USDA inspector visited the Bear Ranch and gave them 100% credit and stated there's no problem here at all. Um, they were saying that they were abused and neglecting the bears. But what really happens is um, they care and are committed to the welfare of abused and neglected bears. I fucking read that wrong. Okay, so <laughs> Oswald's Bear Ranch cares about the abused and neglected bears and rescues them from a lot of harmful circumstances. Um, it's an educational facility that teaches our youth about rescued cubs and the care and need to protect bears and their environment. So, yeah, and it's true. There wasn't, I mean, as far as all the bears go, oh, shit, aww. They had the biggest, largest black bear in the U.S. Oh, he's so cute, but he died in 2000. Oh, he's 880 pounds. Holy fuck. Oh, 
but said while he was alive, he was believed that he weighed approximately 1,000 pounds prob- prior to going into hibernation that winter. Holy fuck. Damn. But yeah, so, and it didn't look like any sketchy shit was going on there. Um, all the bears seemed, I mean, happy as a fucking clam. And the males and females were kept separate so that they weren't breeding and making little baby cubs. But yeah, I mean, this bear ranch, though, it was like in the middle of the fucking woods. And it's just this giant, I mean, and they have so much land to roam around in. Um, And so when we were walking around the female exhibit, the mile or whatever that it is, I mean, there's fence on one side where the bears are, but then on the left side, it's just woods where actual bears in the UP would live. Because there are their bears, there's some, I guess there are moose up in the UP too, um, and elk and shit like that. Again, it's not factual podcasts, so just fucking bear with me. <laughs> Get it? <laughs> Bear. Uh, so yeah, um, it was cool though. It was really cool. We got to pet a baby, little baby cub while I ate some jam. That was nice. Uh, and then we saw, we went to a couple different waterfalls in the UP. We ate some delicious, delicious food. Um, some fresh whitefish that I still think about. It was so fucking good. Yeah, I went to Lake Superior, dipped, dipped our little toes in Lake Superior, Lake Huron, and Lake Michigan. So we missed out on Ontario and, uh, and Erie, but that's all right. Couldn't think of it for a second. God damn. But yeah, Michigan was great. Um, and then it was just busy as fuck doing all the stuff for Barefoot and all the merch and stuff like that. And yeah, it's been a rough time since I've been back because I really miss my family and it's always hard to come back. Thank you for asking. God. Yeah, it sucks. It sucks coming back. So when I did come back, though, I thought it would be a brilliant idea because um, I hadn't eaten in a minute. So into the bar I started working at again. And to get some food and a couple of my coworkers were also off work. And so then next thing I know, I get a little bit drinkity drunkity and it's okay because I had a ride from my friend that picked me up from the airport. But yeah, and for me, and then I realized I'm like, okay, I can't do a podcast while I'm drunk, although it might be. I don't know. Maybe I fucking should. But here's the thing is that I, I tend to get a little bit more quiet when I drink. Like I don't talk as much because I'm too focused on thinking about like what I'm like when I'm drunk. And so I'm like, well, no one will know if you just shut the fuck up. And I don't shut the fuck up normally. So, yeah, that's kind of that's what it's like when I drink. Obviously, if I'm one on one with someone and I'm like forced to talk, then I will talk, which is why I'm like, maybe I should do a podcast like that so we can see what it's like. But, yeah, I don't know. So I went there, got a little drinkity drunk, and then I went to bed around... 12:30 1 a.m., which was 2:30 no, sorry, 3:30 of my body time. And then I woke up at 4:30 in the morning cuz it was 7:30 my body time and your girl got like 3 hours of fucking sleep and that was not fun for anybody. Then I had to go to a work meeting and that was fucking fine. I just didn't want to. I just didn't want to because <clears throat> I just didn't want to because, you know, I fucking, I was tired. I was really looking forward to just having the whole day to get shit done. And I had to go to a fucking work meeting. But it's fine because I like my job and I love my coworkers. Okay? You happy? We all caught up? So, yeah, I went to my meeting and then I decided to smoke some weed. And then my brain turned to mush. (laughs) 
Now, you know when you're like a little hungover and your brain is kind of mushy and it's just like you feel like shit. But when you smoke weed, all the like fucked up mushy thoughts that you have in your brain come out of your mouth. And so that's what that's like. And luckily I spent most of the day by myself just kind of chilling and relaxing because I was dead ass tired. Tried to take a nap. And as soon as my like as soon as I was drifting off, I got a phone call from my dad just to say hi. And I love you, dad. But fuck, man. So I wasn't able to nap. I slept for a good amount last night, but you know, I'm just, I'm jet lagged as fuck and it sucks. And I don't want to fucking be here. It's fine. <sighs> it's hard to like make big decisions about your life in the middle of a pandemic, you know? Because I will admit, I will, I will be the first to admit, I definitely am much happier right now when I am back in the mitten with my family. But. There's no level of normalcy for the economy, for the world, anything like that. But is this the new normal for the next five years? If that's the case, then fuck that. I want to go back. <laughs> like, I do love my friends out here and everything, but it is not fun being away from your family when you don't, you constantly don't know what the fuck is going on in the world. You can't trust any news source, which is unfortunate, but it's just, yeah, it's fucking, it's a weird ass time right now. So I'm trying to make it through it. I'm trying to be fine about it. But goddamn, I just miss my family. It's so nice being around them. And barefoot and pregnant, just fuck, man. It makes us laugh so hard. I know that my Uncle Rodney and my dad Keith don't get along very well. But my dad still laughs so hard at Uncle Rodney. Because Rodney is a fucking character. <coughs> In other news, I had, you know... We talked, we talked about in a couple episodes ago on the podcast about pooping your pants and how I did it in high school once. Well, I also accidentally pooped a little bit yesterday in my pants. I'm going to let that sit. You know, and I figured that, yeah, I'm just going to let that sit. <laughs> I don't know why the fuck I'm telling you guys this. It's okay, though. Let me, let me break it down for you. Um, your girl had explosions out of her bunghole um that were just like little volcanic eruptions and it hurt and it was it was just kind of scary you know it's just i was sitting i thought that it was over with i'd already had diarrhea like six times that day and then i sat on my couch and i trusted a fart and i trusted that fart even for two minutes until i was like oh maybe i got a shit and then i went to go have diarrhea again and then I was like oh I pooped my pants a little bit so still single still doing good one of those is a lie yeah you can guess which one is um so yeah uh and of course I'm freaking out because I'm like god fuck diarrhea is a fucking symptom of coronavirus and then I call my dad and I'm like dad I have diarrhea and that's a symptom of coronavirus and he was just like everything's a fucking symptom of coronavirus and actually to be quite honest with you I don't really want to fucking get this because from all the symptoms it says that you have that doesn't look fun no it fucking doesn't and if I start getting any other symptoms I'll freak the fuck out and tell nobody and get tested and quarantined so, I'm a very safe person. I use hand sanitizer like a motherfucker. Like a motherfucker. Ugh. 
Oh my gosh. So on the plane coming back from Michigan, um, now whenever I go to Michigan, I just turn into a little Midwestern muffin again. And I just, you know, want to chat with everybody and say hi and be kind with my mask on. And so I was waiting to get onto the plane in like the fucking gate area, whatever. And I see this girl in a matching velvet jumpsuit and her little belly was out and she had like little tattoos on her stomach and she looked fucking fly. She looked fly as fuck. She looked fuckity flickity flackity fly. Okay. Now, she was holding like a Louis Vuitton bag and her hair was really, really long and she was a black woman. And I say this because um, it adds to the fact of how beautiful her ass was. I've never seen an ass like that in my entire life. I think I drooled a little bit. Like, I think I started drooling a little bit. Anyway, so I get onto the plane and I specifically had a spot where there were no other, um, there was nobody around me. Okay. And so there was a kid, and by that I mean like I had the row to myself, okay? There were still people in front behind me. And so I sit down. I'm excited because I got the whole row. Well, then I see this woman start walking towards me, and she looks at the family in front of me, and she goes, that's my seat. And they were lit. And the mom goes, oh, well, I'm pretty sure they just wanted families to get like sit together, but I'm sure you can find another seat. And the girl was like, are you fucking kidding me? Okay. So then she walks to me and I just like looked at her and smiled and patted my hand on the seat. (laughs) I was like, here. (laughs) So she sat down and I took my headphones off and I went, hey, how's it going? And she was like, good. And I was like, all right, all right, all right. So we're quiet for a second. And then I go, so you coming or going? (laughs) She like slowly blinked and looked up at me like, bitch, I'm trying to settle into my seat, but I'm just so excited. And so I was like, hey, coming or going? And she's like, "Uh, I'm going back home. Um, I was like, oh, do you live in Seattle? And she's like, no, I have a layover. I live in L.A. And I'm like, of course you fucking do. Of course you fucking do. And then she said her mom lived in Ohio, some other shit. And I was like, oh, cool, cool. And I was sitting there smiling, just waiting for her to, you know ask me a question maybe I don't know I thought we'd have a conversation she was pretty short with me and so then as soon as I was just looking at her dumbfounded and she didn't say anything I was like I'm just gonna go ahead and throw my headphones back on so I did and then uh, a few seconds later I feel a little tap tap on my shoulder and I turn and look and she's offering me up her bleach wipes to clean my seat she liked me she liked me now of course, the clean freak that I am, I had a baggie of Clorox bleach wipes in my in my pack, and I'd already used three on the seat and everything that I had touched in the plane, but I pretended that I didn't, and I was like, oh, thank you so much, and I just started wiping random ass shit, like, under my butt and, like, the window and, like, you know, in case I wanted to put my face on it to, like, look at all the mountains, and, yeah, so, <clears throat> started wiping the seat in front of me, like, where the kid was sitting. No, I didn't do that. But yeah, so I pretended that I didn't, uh, didn't, didn't do a pre-wipe before she sat down. That's all right. Good. Another wipe never hurt nobody. Another wipe never hurt nobody. So after that, we, uh, I'm sitting there, you know, and I, I wipe my, I wipe my whole seat down and then I look at her and I'm like, hand sanitizer. She's like, oh, sure. So I squeeze it in her hand, she rubs it together, and I go, yeah, and uh, this one actually doesn't smell that bad. And she smelled, she's like, dang. And I was like, yeah, the worst thing is all this shitty hand sanitizer that's floating around when uh, you're hungover and you smell it. And, and she just started fucking laughing so hard. And I was like, bing, got her. 
after that, she tapped me and she asked me if I wanted any lifesavers. And so that was really cool. And it was just an all around great friendship. And the best part about that was that at the end, when we had to get up to, you know, get off the plane, she got up first and I got to see her butt like really close to me. And it was as beautiful up close as it was far away. So I don't know her name. I don't know her number. I know she lives in L.A. Shout out to you. Teal jumpsuit girl, Louis Vuitton bag, beautiful ass. Shout out to you. So yeah, I made a friend on the plane. That was cool. That was cool. Uh, 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 that one kind of snuck up on me. That was surprising. But yeah, unfortunately, I didn't do any podcasts with my family because we just didn't have any time. And that's okay because I'll be going back there for like a month um, in October, November-ish. So I'm sure you're going to get some fabulous fucking content uh then and if anybody's listening that is one of my friends that lives in michigan i'm really sorry i didn't hit you up to hang out but your girl was busy as fuck and i'm still really tired and that didn't feel like a break at all and it's fine but i'm just i'm gonna have a day i'm gonna have a day to myself where i don't do shit maybe i'll take a couple shrooms just just a little bit just a taste just a dose and lay at a park and journal and maybe paint maybe i'll paint that sounds nice painted a little I used to paint a little bit in, in school um partly because I had to uh when I went to I went to Michigan State for a year and a half and then I went to that art school and at first what I wanted to be when I grew up was a nurse after I watched my brother get born because I just thought that was the I watched life come into this world out of my mom's vagina and I know that sounds nasty but it wasn't it was beautiful it was the gift of life it was amazing so saw that happen. I was like, oh, fuck, I'm 17 years old. I don't know what the fuck I want to do. I guess that was cool. That was a cool thing to see. But is it just cool because it was my mom and like my brother? Or would it be cool for everybody? Probably for everybody. I'd imagine, you know, birth's cool. Birth is cool. And then, uh, yeah, then I quickly decided to not do that um, and go into uh, fashion, actually. <laughs> fashion. Um, I've always been one to mix up different weird outfits and shit. Uh, and I like that. I like to sew too. So I thought that'd be a good idea to go into fashion until my first class. And the professor said, in this industry, you have to stab people in the back to get what you want. And I started laughing and the professor didn't think that was very funny. I thought that was a fucking joke. Why would you say that? Why would you tell people, hey, be a catty fucking cunt, huh? Be a catty cunt that lies and stabs people in the back. No, that's not me. I'm not a catty cunt. I can be, but I'm not typically. So, yeah, I quickly decided that may maybe wasn't that, uh, might not have been the right route for me. Um... I've always liked to take photos, so I decided to go into that. And then when I went to Kendall College of Art and Design, I was introduced to film photography. And that's when your girl fell in love. Oh, I love me some film. Goddamn. I love film. I like digital, too. But film is just something about it. And I'm talking 35 millimeter medium format film where, like, you develop it in a dark room and you print it in a dark room. And it's all analog. So there's no technology really involved with it. Um, and yeah, and I thought that was fucking awesome. And so that's, that was my major and that's what I graduated in was film. And then I went to, uh, move here 
because my aunt asked if I wanted to live in Seattle with them for a year for free. And I was like, fuck yeah, dude. Pacific Northwest, you bitch about to get some money. She's about to do art and get some money. And I didn't realize that um, Seattle was like the techiest city in the fucking U.S. And nobody will hire a film photographer because you can't get your images right away. They're beautiful, more beautiful than your digital shit. But, you know, it's more about how quickly you can get something to market it and whatnot. It's not so much about the process, which is unfortunate. So started uh, working in the service industry, started bartending, and then I started doing comedy. And holy fuck, comedy's where it's at. That's what I'm supposed to be doing. And it's cool now because like all of the things that I went to school for, like I took a couple video classes and I minored in graphic design. Um, so I know how to use all the Adobe suite. So now for stuff like sketch comedy, it is really working in my favor. I wouldn't be able to do any of the stuff that I'm doing without having that degree and going to school for it. So it's kind of cool seeing it come full circle. I finally feel like I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. And I just want to thank you for coming along with me on my journey. It's really cool that, you know, everybody listening, you guys all support me. I think it's pretty fucking cool. I don't know. I just, yeah, thank you. I care about you guys a lot. It's pretty cool. Every week when I see like all the people listening, I'm like, who the fuck is listening? Like, who are you? Tell me, who are you listening every week? I want to know. I want to be your friend. If I don't know you personally, fucking shoot me a message on the podcast. If you guys have any questions too, if you guys want me to answer any questions, if you have any questions for me, just slide into my DMs. The podcast underscore underscore. I think that's what it is. I should really double check that. Yeah, we're gonna be we're gonna be having more guests coming on too, so that'll be cool. Uh, I will say there is another podcast that I put out that is called The Rodcast, and you can find that on my YouTube page, Alexa Stanton, um, or you can type in The Rodcast, R O D K A S T. Uh, I do all the editing for that, but my uncle Rodney he sends me all the videos. Um, yeah, so I just deal with the network. I just deal with the network side of things. And Jim Dupree is a fucking asshole. Um, so if you've seen any of the Rodcats, you'll know why I said that. But yeah, I think uh, I think now it is time for me to bring out my bud, my budly, for the daily dish. dish. What the daily dish is, it's bringing to you. It's coming at you like two buds, me and you. We're coming at you on the streets, coming at you in the... What? Yeah, no bud. What? They don't smell. <laughs> don't worry. Your piggies don't oh smell. That's all right. <laughs> I'm a sniffer. <laughs> I smelled a Trent Trent's bo the other day. Yeah. Yesterday at the work meeting. Yeah. Oh, he it smell it didn't even smell bad. As soon as he's like, yeah, I smell really bad right now. Of course, me and my other coworker Tanner were like, come on. and so we walked up like this, both arms up. We both took a sniff, big inhale, and it wasn't like bo smelling, but he was. He said a little musty, huh? And it was a little musty. A little musty. Some guys smell musty. Oh, you're not on. Check your condoms. Check your condoms. We're good. Um, but yeah, he just he smelled a little musty. Mm, and okay. It, but it wasn't a bad smell. And I'm like, maybe his pheromone, you know, something with the pheromones and the fermins and the, you know. They say opposite genetics is what. So like if you mate with someone that has very different genes than you do, you're more likely to have a healthy baby. You really? know, that's why like purebred dogs 
are less healthy. They have a lot of fucked up stuff because they're ba- it's basically inbreeding. Okay. So if you like the smell of someone, it probably means your genes are different from them and you should probably have a baby. Okay. So I don't think I want to have a baby with Trent. But well, it'd just be a think cute kid. about it. It'd be a really cute kid. It would be very cute. Very, very funny, funny kid. Right. Very funny. Yeah. Um, but yeah, let's get this dish going. Sure. Lay it on me, bud. Okay. Oh, the fucking mic. <laughs> Stupid fucking piece of shit. Shit, <laughs> So, bud, can you name something that in these times have really been lacking? Love. Close. Okay. Physical. Physical touch. Uh, what's what's a way of expressing that? Maybe among hugging. friends. Hugging. Yes. That's it, my I miss bud. The hugs. There's not a lot of hugging these days. There isn't a lot of hugging these days. So we're gonna get into. It's gonna make me sad. No. Okay. It's not. All right. It's I'm just, a hugger. I know. No, it's 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 about, this is about benefits of hugs, what happens when you hug someone, science of hugs, history of hugs. So it's it's going to make me sad. Well. We can't do that right now. <laughs> anyway, so we're going to talk about hugs today because right. this is what I researched and I don't have time to. Oh, no, but that's totally fine that you could do that. I was just asking if it's going to make me sad. Well, I'll give you a hug after. All right. Okay. All right. We can still hug. That's there right. That's go. right. Okay. So. Assemble my notes. Um, so, in the 1800s, um, hugging was thought of as more intimate and more personal. Mm-hmm. Um, so it wasn't just like your day to day, you know, throw some arms around a bud. You know, right. it was just more of a intimate thing. Um, there's an account of a woman um, who she uh, declined to do the daringly intimate waltz saying, I have enough hugging at home, she said firmly. Oh, oh so, I guess, okay. Yeah, she was like, I wouldn't hug you. Young little feminist. <laughs> yep, I know. Or old, I should say, old feminist. Yes. Um, so, yes, it was a daring thing to do. Um, but, yeah, it was, you know, the word hugging is also used, like, as an image, like ships hugging the shore. Oh, yeah. You know. Getting so, close. Yeah. Right. So the term is used, you know, unanimously. Unanimously. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah. Um, and then it got a little more, you know, okay to hug people, but it was still kind of thought of for a long time as too intimate for men to do. Okay. You know, it was like old women would hug and giggle together and, you know, whatever. Right. But for men, it was just kind of always seen as like, you know, weird or bad. Right. Um, in India, so different cultures have different, you know, today they have different um thoughts of uh hugging and people here hug a lot less than they do in other cultures that's very true you know like we watch not a hugger and me yeah well, we're gonna get okay, into that okay all right <laughs> no, don't, don't, <laughs> we're gonna get into that. i knew you were gonna bring that up this is we're gonna it's get true it. okay so <laughs> other countries hug more than we do like remember when we watched love island mm-hmm. they're all over each other the guys like are very intimate with each right. other they right. kiss each other on the cheek and stuff and i remember going to italy when i was younger and all the guys are all over each other really yeah interesting they always you know are hugging each other jumping at each other so in love yep absolutely my sister said in india um she went there a couple times and she was saying that like you see a lot of men even holding hands. Really? And, I mean, homosexuality is not okay there. Right. At all. But 
that isn't considered homosexual. That's considered like a man's friendship. Really? Um, but men and women hold men and women holding hands is really not a thing. You don't see intimacy between men and women. Really? So you see men hugging, but not men and women hugging. So yeah, it's more it's more of a friendship thing rather than yes. to show romantic feelings. Yep. Okay. Yep. Um, a long time ago in India, people could only or would only hug people from their own class. They, you know, like only royalty would hug royalty and you wouldn't hug a peasant or uh-huh. you know a mere blue collar man trash yeah trash so but that's changed a bit okay let's take a segue and talk about me hugging she don't like the hugs <laughs> okay i don't like the touch so the, let's get into that <laughs> <laughs> that it's not true that i don't like touch okay i love uh, a good hug a good cuddle i um there's also something in here that talks about people that don't like hugging and like whether you like hugging or not is kind of thought to come from how much you were hugged as a child. Oh. Um, but my parents are very affectionate. Right. Um, so that doesn't make a lot of sense. And I'm like affectionate with my parents. I'll like hold my mom's hand. I hold my sister's hand. I would always sit on my sister's lap. So like I definitely am a very affectionate bud, but I am very selective with my affection. Okay. And I just throw it around, sure, you know, sure. with my hugs and stuff. I'm, I'm careful and selective, but I am definitely a hugger and a cuddler. Right. So, just so the world sure. knows. Sure. <laughs> but I know, you know, we don't hug as much as you'd like. And that's it's fine. You hugged me once through all quarantine. <laughs> yeah. So You can always come ask for I one, know, but. but it's, you know. All right. You want okay. me to initiate? Every once in a while. I get it. I know. I just, in my head, I know you don't like them very much, so I wouldn't want to that's be hugging the, all over you if you don't. Maybe that's why you haven't, I love hugging you. Oh, but. Yeah. Okay. The all fact right. that I don't hug friends on the street when we run into them, right. that has nothing to do with how okay. I feel about hugging you. Okay. I do like hugs. I just don't really like to greet people with hugs because to me, it doesn't feel authentic. Okay. That makes Unless sense. Unless it's like my good friend. Right. And I'm like, right. I love you. I want to hug you. Like that I makes kind sense. of need to like have really close feelings to someone to mm-hmm. hug them. And you're one of those. Of course. So thank you, bud. Maybe thank that you. will lead us to more hugging. More hugs. <laughs> more hugs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, so that was a nice segue. That was nice. <laughs> yeah. Made me happy. Oh my gosh. See, it's not gonna make you too sad. Yeah, see? <laughs> okay. Um so let's get serious. Mm-hmm. Now that you just got happy again. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. Drop the bomb, bud. Uh, so um yeah, some people were deprived of hugs as a child, and so that makes them actually really social huggers. So they kind of go out and seek hugs, okay. which is interesting. So um, Darcia Narvaez, a professor of psychology at the University of Notre Dame, Notre Dame, says that there are two main ways that not being touched can affect a growing body. It can lead to an underdeveloped vagus nerve. That's V-A-G-U-S different from Las Vegas sure um, which is a bundle of nerds nerd. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bundle of nerds roaming around the city <laughs> shoot okay a bundle of nerves that runs from the spinal cord to the abdomen which research research shows <laughs> Don't laugh at me sorry sorry 
can decrease people's ability to be intimate or compassionate and can lead to an underdeveloped oxytocin system, the glands which release oxytocin hormone, that can help humans form bonds with other people. Have you heard of oxytocin, bud? Yeah. Yeah. Wait. It's the hormone that's released when um, a mother is nursing a baby. Oh. I think after an orgasm, it makes you, it's the warm, cuddly, happy feeling. You get the same feeling after you nurse a baby? Yeah. You get this like close, warm, cuddly feeling. It's not like the good feeling you get from an orgasm. It's not the physical feeling. Okay. It's that after effect of feeling comfortable and warm. Okay. Okay. And kind of happy. Right. That's yeah, oxytocin. Yeah. Okay. Yep. And it's, they call it the cuddle hormone. It's like what's released when you cuddle and okay. then also those other things. That's very cute. So it's some good shit. Right. And, um. She could buy it in pill form. Fuck. I know, right? No, oxycontin, <clears throat> but oxytocin. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Not the cotton. Not yes, the, the cotton, toasin. Yes, the toasin. Yep. <laughs> Um, yeah, there was a study done on Romanian orphans, um, in 2014 about the lasting impact of neglect on developing minds. Um, Romanian orphans were adopted. They had malfunctioning oxytocin symptoms. Um, they were hardly touched in the orphanage and so did not Mm. display the rise in oxytocin. Mm -hmm. Um, I'll go give them hugs. Yeah, that's good, bud. Mm. Um, without this hormone, or maybe, I mean, everyone has the ability to have the hormone, but maybe they meant without continuous feeling of the hormone, it can be harder to pick up on social cues and even be more sociable. So it kind of affects, um, how you react socially and stuff like that. Um, so underlining hugging and touching are incredibly important for youngsters. Um, you know, give them a kid, give them a hug. Yes, exactly. Well, make sure you know the kid. Sure. So you don't want to just, just ask their name. Right. Yes. Once you learn the name, give them a hug. Give them a hug. <laughs> Make sure a parent is present and they know you're not creepy. Yeah. Give them a hug. <laughs> okay. How do we give the perfect hug? Oh, here we go. There's an acronym. Really? And that acronym is H-U-G. Oh. Hug. Sure. So that's how you remember. It's an acronym. A hug uh, is an acronym? Well, now, no, oh, they okay. just made it into like, what one. What the fuck? It's an what? acronym? I never know. Oh, God, I was scared. I was like, there's so many things I don't know. No, this middle school level article just made it into oh, one. Sure. So, okay. H is for Pansy. hold on. Hold on. <laughs> Bud. Sorry. H is for hold on tight. Get that squeeze going. You want deep pressure. This will send safety signals to the autonomic nervous system and will activate the parasympathetic nervous system, which is responsible for calming effects. So it will release oxytocin if you get that deep squeeze. <sighs> Next time I hug someone, I just, <clears throat> just get in there. Yep. Squeeze all the juices out of them. Mm-hmm. I always tell my mom I'm going to do that to her. Anyway, um, <laughs> uh, how do we know this? Have you heard of Temple Grandin, bud? No, I have not, bud. Temple Grandin was a woman. Um, oh, I was thinking it was a temple. I know. Huh. It was a woman. Her name is Temple? Yeah. Oh, beautiful. Um, she was um, a woman with very high-functioning autism. Um, she worked at a cattle place where they would butcher um, cows, and it made her really sad to watch them be so terrified. Um, before they were killed. Oh. Um, and I guess there was a hug machine there um, that would kind of squeeze them right before um, they died. 
Um, and I know she also set up some kind of system, some kind of trail that they would follow. And for some reason, following that path made them more calm on the way to getting killed. Really? So she really developed a way for them to feel more calm and peaceful before That's great. the end of times. Well, haven't you seen like any video of cattle and stuff like that? It, they go on a path yeah. through the facility and right. then, yeah, they get picked up by this yeah. big machine. So that's her. Right. That's I think that's her. That Damn. was 1965. She was 18 years old. Holy. I know. That's young. She developed also a hug machine. Like she tried the hug machine and then she developed one, I guess, for humans too. Really? So, yeah. Before they die or? B- no, I think okay. just to get a good squeeze in. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> just to get a good squeeze. Yeah. Isn't that nice? That's very nice. Um... So yeah, it led to more research on deep pressure um, for those with autism, ADHD, and anxiety. I know I've heard that um, people with autism tend to like a firm squeeze, right. um, like when they're having kind of a um, breakdown, um, they like a really firm hold. Uh-huh. I think that probably varies between person to person, but something right. I've heard about. Um, but then it's also good for just normal people. It's not pe- not just people with um, these disorders. It's just anybody needs a good squeeze. Nice. Um, how much do you squeeze? How much do you <laughs> Great squeeze? question. For babies, um, a paper published in Japan found that a medium squeeze is prime. <laughs> <laughs> All right. A medium squeeze is prime. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. <laughs> you. Me. You stands oh. for. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you, bud. But also the letter U. Right. <laughs> forgot we're still on the acronym. <laughs> okay. You. Until you relax. So H is hold on tight. U is until you relax. Um, when two. Who, I wrote two <laughs> as in T-O-O instead of two, T-W-O. Happens. Dumbass. Um, when two humans embrace, it releases oxytocin. That good, good. I wrote that. Sure. That in an article. Good, good. Um, and then talk about when you nurse a BB or when you have that big O. Um, and it takes about 20 seconds of hugging to release this. 20 so, seconds? Nobody hugs for 20 I seconds. Know. Then it says after that that the sources are kind of unknown for that. But basically, hug until you feel the calm come. That is I know. an awkward amount of time. It is. Hugging for more than like three seconds is awkward. But maybe, bud... Are we going to have a 20-second hug after this? Oh. Are we going to have a 20-second <laughs> hug where we squeeze the shit out of each other? Yeah. We should try this hug. Okay. All right. All right. We're going to have a great day after this. Yes, we are. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm going to be relaxed. Yep. Um, so I was going to hug until you feel chill. Um, chill. Researchers from Carnegie Mellon University looked at the effects that hugs and other forms of affection have on the immune system. Um, they wanted to know if people who felt loved were less susceptible susceptible yeah. to the common cold. And they were. 30 oh. per- 32% of that immune boost came from the stress alleviating effects of hugging. What about the Roni? The Roni? I know. That's Should what I was thinking. Should we be hugging everybody? Should we just be hugging? Because oxytocin um, <laughs> boosts your immune system. Like, it literally helps you heal faster. Really? Yes. Like, oh, so they shouldn't be quarantining everybody when they get the I COVID. Know. They should be fucking throwing masks on and go and give them a hug. Yes. 20 second hug. Yes. You can even hug from behind, I bet, and it'd still be fine. Exactly. Hit it from the back. Hit it, hit it from the back. Yeah, Nicole Byer was talking about, she's like, I just want to get fucked. Like, maybe we could just both wear masks, no kissing, and we could do it from behind. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
I'll look into I'll it. check with my guy at the CDC. There you go. Okay, G. G is for grow the bond. Grow the bond. By hugging and thus releasing oxytocin, we grow a bond with people. But we don't want to grow a bond with everyone. No. Right? No. Wrong. Researchers. <laughs> <Just kidding>. oh. <laughs> Researchers were curious about if babies cared who gave them hugs. They looked. They do. <laughs> they care a lot. <laughs> um, they liked how calming the hugs were by looking at babies' hearts, heart rates, heart rates, rates of the heart, heart rate, heart rates. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> how likely they are to shart? Isn't every baby poop a shart? Yeah. 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 When does it stop being a shart? When is it no longer a shart? I'll ask my sister. Right. She- I sharted yesterday. <laughs> I talked about it on the podcast, oh my but God. I sharted yesterday. Yeah, uh, I trusted a fart. That's never happened to me before. Damn, I didn't even know it was shit after. Oh, I like sat for a second, and then I was like, "Oh, I think I have to have diarrhea for the seventh time today." Right. Then I went to the bathroom, and then I looked down, and I was like, oh. "No." Yeah, just a little bit, not a lot. Just a little bit at home. Oh yeah, that's good. Oh yeah, that would have been a whole nother. Mm-mm. I would have. You could call me, and I would have brought some. Right. I mean, I kind of. It was a thing where I mean, I I know if I have diarrhea, I don't fart when I have diarrhea, because you know if if you if you have diarrhea four or five times in a morning, yeah, or day whatever, yeah, are you gonna go trust in farts? No, after no, that? no, 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 because it could just fall right out of you. Yeah, but it had been such a long period of time since the last diarrhea that I thought I was safe. Yeah. Yeah. I wasn't safe. We're never safe. Shit, so, bud. Yeah, shit my pants. Sharp, bud. Yeah, sharp, bud. <laughs> Go on. Okay. A little sharp never hurt nobody. No. Make you feel, makes you know you're still alive. It does. It's good to feel alive. Yeah. Like, look what I can do. Right. So they looked at the baby's heart rates. Uh, heart rates. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Did you have caffeine this morning? No. I just went on a very okay. nice... I went on a. <laughs> All right. I went on a nice walk. All right. It's very relaxing. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> very calming. I hug nobody. No. Um. For the first few months, it doesn't matter who picks a baby up. It will get the happy feeling, warm feeling, and have a lower Whoa. heart rate from anybody. Those lucky bitches. I know. I remember that with Rowan because he didn't, as an infant, it says up until four months, they just kind of don't know. They don't know who you are. They don't really care. Right. You know, so you just kind of pass them along. Right. But then after four to 12 months, they want that mom and dad hug. Yeah. It's the the prime. Right. Babies do. They just get passed around like a joint at a fucking college party. Just fucking on to the next one, on to the next one, on to the next one. It went out. Pass it to mom. You know. Those chubby cheeks, man. Why they gotta have those? I get it. They're asking for it. They're asking for it. (laughs) (laughs) Non-consensual. They are asking for it. Yeah. (laughs) Well, that's hugs. Right. That's that's hugs. That's a good dish, bud. Thanks. I learned a lot. Oxytocin. Oxytocin. Find your some at your local CVS pharmacy. Yeah. (laughs) Um. So my dish spawned. Um. From an in something that happened Mm. on the plane. Mm -hmm. I think I haven't told you about this yet. On my way back. Um, I haven't heard anything about the plane. Okay, so <laughs> I always got stories about planes. Oh, I know. Um, so I was it, the whole flight crew was over like sixty, which is fine. You can be old and fly a plane, I think, and be on the flight crew. But they kept like forgetting shit to say, 
<laughs> so they'd get off and then they'd come back on and be like, oh, and wear, and wear your mask. Like they'd get off, like they'd say the shit that they had to say through the thing. And then they'd come back on and be like, oh, well, uh, and then say something else. I need my else. flight crew to be fucking confident right. and calm. Right. Because I am not. Exactly. I really need them to be on it because it makes me feel so much better when they're calm. Right, right. And the fucking light, <laughs> the seatbelt light kept coming on because we got anyway, turbulence. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> we got the shit on the brain. Uh. Um, and so... Then we were going over all the mountains, coming into Seattle, and the person comes onto the onto the thing, and she goes, "Wait, hold on, I gotta get this right." <clears throat> if you look out your left window, you'll see Mount Rainier, and next to it, you'll find Mount St. Helens. And so by this time, I got my headphones off because I'm like, "Oh fuck, they're giving us a tour." Like they, usually, they don't do that. They aren't like, "If you look over here, you see this. If you look over here, you'll see this." Yeah. Blah, blah. And then they go, "Now, if you know Mount St. Helens blew in 1980, and many of us here on the plane were around for that. Unfortunately, it killed 57 people. Uh, and now Mount Rainier is due to blow any time. You definitely <laughs> don't want to be here for that one. Welcome <laughs> to Seattle." <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? Why would you say that? No, I laughed out loud, bud. (laughs) Between that and then, no offense, but on the way to the airport, you kept saying stuff that I'm like, are you really going to fucking do this on the way to the airport? What did you say? You were like, yep, before I fly, I always tell my parents I love them and I pray for the best. And I'm like, maybe someone else can take (laughs) me to the fucking airport next time there, bud. You're about to wring my neck. Oh. (laughs) Because it was like the third thing and I'm like, but it's just. Stop. <laughs> it's okay because I know you didn't mean to do it. But between that and then coming home and her being like, this motherfucker's going to blow any minute. I'm like, oh, okay, I'm going to go back. I'm going to go back to Michigan right now. Okay. Oh, man. Um, so I decided to do some research on Rainier and the explosion coming up for peace of mind. Okay. And I actually do have more peace of mind now after these things that I will be telling you. Okay. So this is exciting. To start with the Daily Dish. Um, So, yes, Mount St. Helens erupted in 1980, and it actually started to erupt. Um, There were small volcanic explosions on March 27th, okay? So, remember that day, March 27th. Okay. Um, That's when the explosions began. Two months later, (laughs) on May 18th, that's when the major explosion happened, Mm -hmm. which killed 57 people. It destroyed 250 homes, um, 15 miles of railway, 47 bridges, and 185 miles of highways. And that's the small one. Oh. 187 miles of highway. Whoa. So, now let's talk about Rainier. This is going to be a pretty short dish, but it's, yeah, I figured we talk, we already have talked a lot. But, so Rainier. The eruptions of Rainier are known to produce less volcanic ash than St. Helens did. Okay. Um, which is good news. The main thing to be worried about, um, wait, hold on, I'll just go back. There are no significant eruptions in the last 500 years, which is great. Wow, yeah. Which means we're due for one. Right. So, <laughs> the um, the Mount Rainier is the most dangerous volcano in the Cascades. Wait, hold on. Oh, oh, this is a cool fact. Sorry, I'm just <laughs> bouncing all over the place. Mount St. Helens uh, was the most deadly and most economically destructive volcano to erupt in the U.S., that's cool. Yeah, it's pretty cool. <laughs> Sad, but My cool. My parents, um, they saw it. Right. Yeah, that's that's yeah. crazy. And yeah. it didn't affect Seattle at all. Yeah, there's ash everywhere. Right, right. Which is bound to happen but, with a volcanic right. eruption. Sure. Um, so eruptions of Rainier produce less volcanic ash. I fucking said that. Um, the most dangerous volcano in the Cascades because of its great height. It's yes. massive. It's fucking huge. Yes. The frequent earthquakes. 
um, the active hydrothermal system. And I clicked on that link and was super confused. So we're okay. not going to get into that very much because it's good. She's going to be boring. You're just yeah. going to start snoring. And then, um, but what I did find out when I did click on that link that there are three hydrothermal um, monitoring sites. And one of them is at Paradise Warm Springs in Paradise Creek. And the photo that is taken looks exactly like a photo that I took of our friend Justin oh. when we went to Paradise. Ah. And I'm like, what? So that's scary. It like makes me ner- this makes me nervous to ever go to that park again. Right. Because if you're in that park when it explodes, you're dead in 30 minutes. Oh, yeah. It's right fucking there. Guess what I just think about I know, it. but that's what makes it so epically beautiful when you're next to right. it. This person that was writing the article had said they're like, Rainier is like the prom queen. And mm. when you talk about how it's going to erupt, it almost feels like spreading like or like talking badly and spreading rumors about the prom queen. Oh, you know, because everyone has such a pull to it and everyone is in such amazement and wonder by it. Yeah. So she's like, I feel bad talking about that. It's going to erupt uh, at some point soon. You know, that would be sad because it, it le- like then it won't be as right. The same shape. It's constantly changing. <gasps> yeah. So after the volcanic eruption um, and they can look at like different parts of the land and see when and where lava or like um, it's actually called magma lahar, um, which we're going to get into that, too. So it's not when you think of a volcano exploding, I think of like, okay, the lava is what's going to fucking kill everyone. But that's not actually it. Mm -hmm. This is very, very interesting, bud. Very interesting. Right. So the other reason that the um, Rainier is the most dangerous volcano in the Cascades is because of its extensive glacier mantle. There are 26 glaciers alone on Rainier. Oh, shit. On and around that part. Okay. So that's five times more than any other volcano or mountain in the Cascades. So what that means is that when a volcano explodes, there's a ton of heat, which means that it will melt the glaciers. Mm -hmm. So there's so much water in those glaciers that if that melts, it's just going to start flowing. And what it's going to do is pick up rocks, mud, everything from the volcano. Mm. So what actually happens, um, it will create this huge debris and mud flow, Mm -hmm. which is called lahar. So there are different lahar zones of where this will come through. Okay. So to give you an idea of what this is, it's a mixture of mud and rock that behaves like flowing concrete. Mm. You're fucked. Mm -hmm. It picks up giant boulders and boulders will bounce on top of it until it smashes into other boulders. Like it picks up trees, homes, rocks that are just fucking huge so that's how they can look at where these zones were because they can look underground and see layers of rocks and sometimes if you're driving through the mountains you'll see just like weird almost looks like it's man-made like rocks that are in on the side of roads that are like built up and all this stuff Uh um, or in the dirt kind of thing and that's actually from lahar from the last time it erupted wow yeah from the bit from a big landslide it looks man-made because there's no way that you would think that rocks can stack on top of each other like that Mm. and be stuck into Mm. the side of like dirt wall mountain whatever but it's actually the lahar zones wow once again i say this every time everything we say on this podcast is not necessarily factual i don't know but pretty sure that's what it is though this sounds pretty good i know this is the best <laughs> dish i think i've laid down yeah, i'm very interested in it and it's i'm learning a lot and i'm scared so Ugh, it's so cool though. but yeah so then of course i'm like well is seattle going to be a fa- am i fucked if this right. you know mom am blows? i fucked so the um <laughs> the lahar can travel from the mountain to the puget sound lowland Anywhere from 30 minutes to a few hours. That's not us. Because then I was like, we are fucked. Right? 30 minutes thinking of the millions of people that live here trying to fucking bounce 
Is there no, a million no. people live in Seattle? What? How many? Is it 800,000 or a million? It's 2 million with all the, the surrounding, surrounding areas. areas. Okay. Inside... Maybe 800. Okay. Yeah. What that means is the Puget Sound lowland, the closest it'll get to us is Puyallup. Mm-hmm. Probably. Okay. The um, fair. What? There's a Puyallup. Oh, the fair. fair. <laughs> I thought you said, but there. Oh. And I'm like, but there what? But there what? <laughs> the fair. No. Um, there will be ash that would probably land in Seattle, but it'd only be one to two centimeters. Yeah. So not that big of a deal. Okay. Um, but in Tacoma, they are actually in a Lahar zone. Oh, fuck. So this is from different articles, so one of them might be faulty. Um, so the odds of Tacoma kind of being completely fucked if Rainier blows is kind of high. Just because of the location that it's at, um, the Lahar zone would block off any entrance to the city. And they would it'd be hard for them to get water, food, mm. necessities, resources, things like that. Because there's no way to get out of that city. Because mm-hmm. it would more than likely damage all of that around that. Because mm. it looks like Tacoma's kind of like right by the water, right? Like. Yeah. They're by the the bottom of the sound, mm-hmm. Puget Sound. Mm-hmm. So I guess that's what means by lonely and maybe I don't fucking know. But yeah, that's pretty much it. That's all I did. Imagine seeing that. I know. That's why I'm thinking. I'm like that would be beautiful. I know. Beautiful, but terrifying. And imagine hearing it. Right. Uh, yeah. They said <sighs> that one of the articles, the woman that said it, it's like talking badly about the prom queen. Um, it's. It, what it sounds like when this lahar starts moving and the rocks start hitting together is like a train that's not going on tracks or like that's right next to you. Right, right, right. That's like not on a railway. Right. Just a Right. We kind of know what that fucking sounds like. We do like. actually because we live right by a train station. But yeah, shit's fucking crazy. <laughs> and what else did she say that I thought was cool? And she's because I could relate to it, but she was like everyone is known like it's a known thing when you're in your car driving on i-5 and people point out the fact that you can see right near and they're like look the mountains out look at how beautiful she is oh she's wonderful like Mm -hmm. and it is you do feel an insane amount of energy when you are near that mountain Mm -hmm. which is so cool because it does have so much energy um from the earth in it and it's also crazy to think about like what was it like 1500 years ago before the other eruptions yeah was it even bigger right yeah, even just seeing it when we pulled up to Paradise and mm-hmm. I woke up because I didn't see the mountain when we went to bed. And then right. we woke up and I looked out the little trailer window and I was like, what the fuck? That was insane. I'll post the picture on the Budcast Instagram that I took of my friend Justin in that spot. But yeah. like the, the oh, because yeah. we hiked to during the sunrise, we went there and you stayed in and slept. But when, even where we had parked though, when you woke up, you mm-hmm. the fucking mountain is just right there. Yeah. It's so pretty. Let's go again. Okay. Okay. I'm down. I have three days coming off in a row soon. I want to try to go do something. Oh, shit. And Justin talked about maybe doing it too. Okay. Yeah. So I'll let you know when that is. Cool. Sweet. Good dish, bud. Yeah. Good that dish, bud. That was a bud. very good dish. Yeah. I say that after everyone, but this one really was. Can we do our 20 second hug over while recording? Oh, yeah. We can do it right now. Okay. So we hug and squeeze? Yeah. Do we got to set a timer? Yeah. Get my. 20 minutes. <laughs> I'm going to set it for 23, just for 22, just for Okay, minutes. okay. Thanks, it hurt. Gotta squeeze. Maybe this is like a workout, too. Mm-hmm. Well, this is really nice, bud. It is nice, bud. Oh, this is really nice. Oh. oh. <laughs> this is really sweet. Oh. 
Maybe that's why people hug so long at like funerals and stuff. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Wow. That was short. <laughs> that was really short. Wow. That was so short. That was amazing. <laughs> that was really nice. Wow. I feel... Oh. oh. All right. So every morning, okay. 20 second hug. 20 we seconds. should try to implement that into our activities it's more. It's a nice time. Wow. It felt really good. Thanks for joining us on the podcast today, everybody. Find someone and give them a hug. 20 seconds. It's worth it, I promise. Deep squeeze. Deep squeeze. All right. Thanks for joining us, everybody. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook. Check this shit out. I love you guys. Have a good one. <laughs> that was a great hug. Yeah, it was. It was a really good hug. Oh. <laughs> one, two, three, four. Hey, come on in. Take a seat. I'd like to welcome you. This here, it's a podcast. The BUD podcast is a podcast. It's a podcast. <coughs> Sorry, I'm a smoker. Podcast, it's the podcast. Billy, 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 butter, 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 butter cups, butter cast, butter cast, butter, butter. The BUD podcast, podcast, it's a podcast. A BUD podcast. <coughs> <coughs> oh, fuck me. That cough is from cigarettes. It's a, it's not a dry cough, assholes. Okay. Oh.